The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. G'day, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, I've had the pleasure of actually being on his show once before in the past, where we had an absolutely epic talk. Uh, I really enjoyed my time uh, with you there, mate, and uh, it is Crypto Blood from his hey, YouTube hey. channel. I appreciate having you with us today, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me, uh, Craig. I-, I really enjoyed you on my show and uh, glad to be here. Such a smooth voice there too, guys. <laughs> right, let, let's kick this off with a question straight away. I want to know what you were yeah. doing before crypto. Let's, let's just touch on that for a second, yeah? Uh, okay, before crypto, man, I was a web developer, still am. I run a web development company here in the States. And also before or during that, because it's been about 14 years now with the web development company, but I had a passion with, for finance, really. Started with equities, share builders as a, as a young adult and uh, moved from there to kind of, I think, E-Trade as it was yeah. where I went there from there. But then I found uh, Forex, man, and that, that bug bit me. And I really uh, dove really deep into the Forex world. And of course, like most, uh, you lose all of your money. <laughs> and so I've done, I did that a couple of times, but, uh, you know, Insanity is is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So I didn't do that. I, I sat down and said, "Okay, let me learn how to actually trade and navigate these mm-hmm. FX markets." So started that. Had a CTA with a partner of mine in 2007, and uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's been good. So trading and web development before crypto. Right. Well, pretty, pretty similar story to mine, aside from the web development side of things with a, with a, you know, loss of capital education, that sort of thing. So I think we're, we're the same age and been trading, but the same sort of time from my memory of the last conversation that we had. So That's pretty right. uh, kindred mm-hmm. spirits, shall we say. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. got you into crypto then? I mean, going from foreign exchange, like for me in 2013, I was introduced to Bitcoin, but just didn't have right. the volumes. I wasn't a tech type person at all. I'm still not a tech type person. I know what I know and I'm, I'm learning every single day, but uh, I'm a right. trader and, and business person. That's sort of what I do, a bit of an entrepreneur in that sense. So what got you in? What, what's pricked your... Yeah, life? so it was a crazy, it's a crazy story, man. I was uh, Good. that <laughs> night, I think about one o'clock in the morning, I was just reading through uh, Zero Hedge, found, came across an article about this digital currency. This was back in 2013, early 2013. Mm. And literally, Craig, that night I went out after reading that article, I went out and bought my first 10 Bitcoins. Wow. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't that night. The first night I bought maybe like four or five because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, is this a scam or whatever? So I found, you know, I, I was able to go through the process and I actually got my Bitcoin from doing that. So the second night I went and bought the, the remaining and it was, it's been history from there, man. And really what intrigued me is because I do have a technical background, I said, wow, someone actually was able to figure out the Byzantine conundrum where you have people on you know, all four sides communicating with, with one another without communicating with the other party. So that was very intriguing to me. Mm. And of course, I was already in FX. So I'm like, wow, we can have a decentralized currency, man. This is like crazy. So that's what intrigued me, man. And it's just, I've just been at it ever since, really. 
Wow. That is an interesting story because you, you bring a different perspective from the, you know, the obviously understanding a little bit about the tech side of the hell of a lot more than I do, but also the, the, the trading side of it. For, for me, I, exactly. I didn't see that additional window open up that you saw. And that's why I left it. I was sort of very one focus, which is look, there's no volume. There's no options for doing what I do. I'm not a tech. And, that, and, and that's guy. what most people. Yeah. And that's what most people did. It, it, it's not that they're dumb or anything as far as coming to cryptos a little later than others is that it's almost that perfect scenario where you've got to have a tech kind of background mm. and, you know, be a little finance savvy. Right. Yeah. So if you, if you had those two back then, you definitely w- were going to jump on it right away. And a propensity so, for taking risks as well. And yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, yeah, that, that was the, the catalyst. Wow. And I mean, look, we've seen a pretty interesting 2018. Obviously, you've been in this space for a number of years. You've, you've watched the highs, the lows, the highs, the lows, the constant capitulation, the constant massive pumps. You've been around long enough to sort of weather those storms and yes. be pretty familiar. And I, I would suggest probably rather comfortable with that. I, I'm pretty comfortable with how things are going at the moment. I'm, uh, I've done a lot of research prior to trading it and all, all you've got to do really is look at the history of it and know that this is pretty common. Of course, Bitcoin isn't dead. Crypto isn't dead. It's just a changing space. So when you first got into it, I'm, I'm imagining that your, um, I suppose your view of, of what this could do has probably evolved as well. So I mean, what's your goal for the space, so to speak, and how are you contributing to that uh, that outcome? Yeah, excellent point. It, it has it's it's morphed uh, drastically, I would say, because initially back in 2013-ish, the community was was all about getting away from the whole uh, Wall Street cabal, mm. that whole mechanism that you know that was led up to 2008, and you know that was our vision. It was creating our own network, our own money, mm. and using it as money. It was very touted as something that could be in a replacement to the fiat um, systems that were uh, that are that are out there. Mm. But as time has gone by, Craig, that has changed. In my opinion, we're no longer looking at Bitcoin as a means of a a currency. It is more viewed and uh, utilized as an as a digital asset. So mm. if you if you have anything to compare it to, I would say it would be gold or a precious metal, mm. but a digital form and better form, in my opinion, of, of precious metals. So that's where we are today with Bitcoin in particular. There are many, many other altcoins. And there were many, many other altcoins back in the day when I got into it as well. Most of those have died. And I see that trend repeating itself here in the next year or two. You'll see a lot of the new altcoins, I call it altcoins 2.0, will die away again and you know bitcoin and some of the main ones will probably probably be here to stay but you're going to see it's it's a new it's a new asset class man it's only 10 years old yep and uh we've got a lot to uh, explore and learn and and grow from well my, I, I agree with you completely and one of the interesting things that i saw in mean, obviously last year the, or the talk of the town was etf 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 and oh my God, yes. it's a very immature market in the sense that as you quite rightly said it, it's young it's still a very young market and it's also immature in the sense that there's a lot of investors in there that haven't had experience in traditional markets so they, they don't really know right. how things happen if you consider an etf i mean i spoke about last year saying that the fact that there are 
ETFs applications being submitted, it tells me that there will eventually be an ETF because typically sure. it, the ball starts rolling and it doesn't stop until, mm-hmm. you know, until it finds the basket, right? And um, basically what we've seen recently with the CBOE major one sort of being shelved or pulled or whatever you want to call it. If whatever excuse they use, now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And it's just like people going, oh, wow, wow, wow. It's like, well, look, uh, the fastest ever ETF, ETF approval was gold, and that was in Australia. It took two years, right? Now, mm, we've been... I didn't know that. conversation's been going about two years from the very first whisper, but last year was pretty much the first actual application. So it wasn't just a whisper. There was actual applications. So these things, take, most of them take six years. They take a long time to, to come to fruition, and Bitcoin's no different. And there's definitely a level of mistrust around Bitcoin still within major institutions uh, and crypto in general. So I think it will come. It will just take time. And the I think people spend too much time reading news uh, and they pin their hopes on that article, but they miss the next one, which is the contrarian view, right? So yeah. how do people get yeah. smarter by, I mean, you've got to read, right? We understand reading, education is absolutely key. How do you think people can actually help themselves to get smarter, not get misinformed. You, you just hit the nail on, on it, on the head there with saying you have to look at the contrarian views as well. You can't just look at what you want to see because you'll, you'll develop. And this is what we've done in cryptos. And, and with my channel, I try to be very uh, unbiased with my reporting of crypto news. And sometimes I have to jump outside of our normal channels of like CCN or, or Cointelegraph and stuff like that. So just to bring in that contrarian viewpoint, that's how we do it. That's how we keep an edge and keep our ways our, ourselves away from that group think. So yeah, that's how you do it. Just keeping an open mind to everything. And what I see a lot of is if somebody doesn't agree with X point of view, they get attacked. They, they yeah. try and like puff their chest out and give you all the reasons why uh, you're wrong. Whereas the right thing to do is to go, okay, well, there's some valid points there. Why don't we explore that further? Because you know what? The biggest gem can be underneath a pile of shit and you wouldn't know it. You just got to look under the pile. You might think it's shit, but it might not be. It might be absolute gold and you're missing it because you, you just want to be right. And you know, you'll have learned this in trading. I mean, I often say is in would you rather be right and um, wrong? Sorry, right and poor, or wrong and rich. And trading and investing is not about being right all the time. It's about no. being good at what you do. And you can be wrong, and you can change opinions. I get cooked all the time. You know, uh, back in July, I said I'm, I'm bullish Bitcoin because weekly, monthly, and daily had all given me signals that I liked. And we saw a two thousand dollar move from there. Then we saw it come off. And still, I had, still to these days, I have people saying to me, "Oh, I remember the time when you said you were really bullish. How'd that work?" And I was like, "Well." The thing is, is that it also reversed and went the other way. And I said, I'm bearish. Like it's- yeah, you better, be, you better switch around in yeah. trading. If you're a trader, you better not have one view and stick to it. You, you have to adapt because conditions change. So conditions change. And therefore, that's why, you know, Craig, you changed your opinion about Bitcoin. And that's, that's what I think many have failed to do with this space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think partially because many people in the space became popular and rich um, in cryptos last, well, not last year, in 2017. And so they, they, uh, they, they thought they were professionals. Mm. 
Turkey's so, flying hurricanes, man. Yeah, yep, yep. They, I remember you saying that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's what happened. And so they they stick to this. We're here's the next moon. Here's the next bull rally. Here's you know all the way down, yep. and then they sail at the bottom. Yep. And you know, I, so it, it's crazy, man. So yeah, I I agree with you. And yep. same, same. There's also been a culture around, um, you know, weak hands. It's almost like the the perfect opportunity for the market to give opportunity to exit. You know, people saying hodl, hodl, hodl. You know, that's the war cry. Hodl your tokens, stay strong, buy the dip. You know, uh, don't give in. Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, that's just really lazy advice. And and, and let's it, be honest, it, it really is. Of, people are lazy in this yep. space. They don't want to learn. They don't want no, to. They, 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 they want to tip. They want to buy. They want to get rich. They don't want to put any work into it. So there's a culture yep. of entitlement. There's a culture of, yes. well, just do nothing. It'll all work out. One. And if it doesn't, I'm going to blame that person for telling me about whatever it is. A huge amount of that's going on in the space. And it's not healthy. It's not positive at all. And it and it's a sign of immaturity. Absolutely. And that, it shows you where we are in, in this space. So with kind of going back to the Bitcoin ETF, man, it's uh, I don't see it happening for a, a while. One being because of the, the lack of uh, liquidity in the in the markets is very fractured. Yep. It's a very fractured um if that's the right word, fractured market where there are pools of of money just all over the place. There's yeah. no one central location to trade. So I don't know how the uh, SEC will deal with that or force these companies to to mitigate that. Um, and then secondly, it's just the immaturity of, of the space is, is very is very prevalent. So uh, the HODL method is, as you've stated, a very lazy way to think of it. And, and I, I don't know if I was on your show, if you were on my show when I said this or I was on another podcast, but I said, you know, early in the early days, hodling were people um, almost, I would consider myself an original hodler as well, even though 2013 is, I think, still kind of late with it being, uh, what, 2009, it was yeah. officially 2008, 2009 and came out. But you had to hodl because there was no exit. No one filter. <laughs> yeah, it really was. You know, you could go to local bitcoins and maybe you know do a peer to peer trade, or find someone online that you half trusted or whatever. But there were that you couldn't just go to Coinbase and sell. So those yeah. were the hodlers. These individuals, you know, in the last two three years, that's not that's not hodling. You know, so you've got the option to exit if you've got the brains to know when. Yep. There you go. There you go. So, uh, so what do you think about back? I mean, look, I'll give you my perspective before. Uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, just, just so you sort of get where I'm coming from here. Obviously, yep. the ETF was all the rage. Uh, Backed was now all the rage. Um, you know, ICE doesn't do things in halves. Big company, big you know, big tie into traditional markets. Um, you know, Backed is talked of uh, February 27, I think, is the date or something like that. Yes, my you know. My, and I'm, I'm not a FUD doer, I just talk it how I see it. Um, I know they've been trying to hire XYZ, but you know, if I'm ICE and if I'm launching this seemingly massive project, uh, I want corporate clients. That's what I need. I need to have some big market players. Now, Absolutely. if we continue to see Bitcoin fall and fall and fall, and we don't see any interest uh, spike in Google rankings, even just something as simple as uh, you know, interest from people, business, just eyeballs on the space. We we lose traffic, we lose interest, we lose price. Why would I want to launch into that? I would suggest that I probably lay off all the contractors first, have the main core, 
keep the call there and just wait for your time because you don't, I mean, you might get more than one chance to pitch this, but you've got to get into the offices of these big corporations that, and pitch them on a project. Now, if the market's going to, you know, going to, going to crap, uh, why would you do that? So I, I, can, I can see back delaying or doing a, a very light uh, join with the market. Well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it just seems like smart business, but I don't really know. I want another, another opinion. My gut feeling is telling me that they're not going to launch on February 27th. Uh, they came out. What was it? Uh, Jan- uh, January. One of the one day. I can't last, remember the news was earlier it? this month. Yeah, yeah, it came out and had a very vague, flaky excuse as to why they weren't launching. Mm. That was that was red flag number. I think two for me because yeah. they were supposed to launch last year, if, yep. I, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. now we're here, and I don't think they're going to do it. And the reason is because. You, you know, your points are very valid as well. But one other point is volatility. Hmm. You can't have a an asset move 10%. Like we're, we're in a short position. We just closed in Ethereum. In one day, it moved 13%. Yeah, it's not um, Okay. So in, F, in FX, you know, there's a 1% move in FX is, is like a big move for the day. Hmm. You know, um, and so Bitcoin will move 5%, 8% in a day for no reason, for yeah. no fundamental reason. So I personally don't think that uh, it's, it's just ready yet. I don't think it's ready yet. And that's fine. It, yeah. it's, no t- it's no need to rush this. Do it right uh, the first time and it, it will come. It will come. Yeah, I'm, I think that's a valid point on the volatility side. I was only talking about it today, about how much these markets move. And, you know, we, we were sort of doing uh, what, what I'm seeing is at the moment is quite similar to what we saw hanging around that 6,000 handle. Yeah. 6,065. And then we legged down again. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of seeing something similar now. And so, you know, before I spoke to you, we record us, you know, if I can't find a short trade, uh, I'll, I'll probably move some into Tether. Uh, yeah. Just as a, you know, it's a smart play. I'm happy to sit, sit out some of my position. I mean, it, it can go Absolutely. one of two ways. But if I have my Bitcoin stack and I can buy it, at, you know, if it breaks 3,000, I can buy it at 1,800 at the next support. Well, then I've effectively nearly doubled my Bitcoin more. on that half. So yes, why would I not do that? But the risk mm-hmm. isn't major. The reward is a big payoff. Um, so yes. I'm just weighing up whether I can, you know, whether a short trade presents itself. But it, it, we've definitely got, in my eyes, a lot of work to be done. But I mean, if we are going to go low, what do you think could be the catalyst for us to start to see a bit of positive market behavior? Because so far, the buying that we have seen, it's been a quick spike, like we saw back in sort of July through or uh, July through to about October. We just see this big big bullish candle, say a four hour, and then it would come all the way off. And we see another one and it would come all the way off. And it happened really short chunks of buying, then the selling would re-enter. What's going to switch the market's idea? You've seen this before. What's done it? Yes. What could be the catalyst moving forward in your eyes? So in the past, it was, it's different. It's, and, I, and I said this in a video today, actually. It's funny you bring that up. I said it's different this time, but for the wrong reason, not, for good re- not in a good way. And the, the reason I say that is because um, a fun tidbit before I explain that February 2nd will be the day or, or yes, yeah, should be February 3rd will be the day will be in a longer, the, the longest bear market in, in Bitcoin. Wow. So if we, yeah. If we, if we stay in this trend, which I don't see us not, we will definitely be in a the longest. Turnaround. <laughs> it would be. But uh, so with that being said, you know, this go around, 
a lot of capital destruction occurred. See, before there weren't, you know, you may have had a couple of companies that had maybe invested 5 million, 10 million in infrastructure or whatever, mining equipment or, you know, to build out a, an exchange. This, this go round, you have hundreds of millions of mm-hmm. dollars of capital invested into this, into this space. And it was, I mean, you see exchanges now going out of business. You see uh, Bitmain having to lay off 80% of their staff, um, consensus, 50% of their staff. So th- it's different this time because it hurts. It's, it's hurt. It hurts more. The pain is more uh, pervasive this go around. And it's just going to take longer, in my opinion. So I see us staying in this period for maybe another 12 to 16, 18 months, going into 2020. And and when you're saying this period, I mean, is that um, a relatively low volatility period where we consolidate or is it just a lot of messy markets? We go down 1,800 or 1,000, back up to two. I mean, how, how do you see it playing out? Do you think there'll be interest that will just disappear I mean, what, what are you, are we going lower before we go higher? What, what are your thoughts on that? So my, th- my thoughts technically, and what I've been echoing all of 2000, uh, end of 2018 was that 3000 was the line in the sand. Okay. And the reason why is because I recall in 2017. September, through June, September, we retested before the big move, right? Yes, exactly. Many people don't recognize that or remember that, but I'm, I'm a price action type of person. Yeah. I look at that and I put those mental markers in there. We tapped 3,000 and we just ripped all yep. the way to 20. So for me, that is a line in the sand. If we break that, then I'll say, okay, yeah, we're going way lower. So as of right now, uh, I'm kind of, if, if I had a, a portfolio I was managing for hundreds, hundreds of millions or whatever, I would be neutral right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause be I'm neutral. with you on that, man. Like, I, I think uh, if, if we break 3000, I, I think like last year, sorry, 2017, cause there was resistance there from June through to July. It yeah. broke, it ran to nearly 5,000. It came back. Yeah. Uh, came I was back, buying it yeah. at three because it was a perfect yes. 61.8 fib level right on that level it as sure well. Was. Um, and, and then you're right, it just, it just, it just took off and it's the only horizontal level on the chart that's of any significance right now. If we break three, the only other area then is 1800 and it's not a strong, it's just a, it's a relative number to support. That's all it is. So that's why I've been using that number. If we break 3000, I think the next level is 1800 and it's, it's going to be, yeah, I don't, I don't even look that far out. I just looked at the next major yeah. and that's 3000 for me. So it's 3000 2800 depending on what exchange you're on but yep. on Coinbase is what I tracked it was 3000. Yep, yep, same yeah. here. Uh, Coinbase has got the most volumes so that's where we look. It's also the same on Bitfinex too I think the same. Bitfinex it was 3000 there too. Yep. So um yeah, certainly a lot coming up that's uh, going to be very interesting for the for the rollout of the rest of 2019. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see a bounce off 3000. Will it hold? I don't know. If we go lower then we need to be smart and be wise on what we're doing. Either way we've got direction and as traders that's what we like to see, mate. So look, before we crack over and uh give the guys a chance to listen to what it is that you want to do, why don't you tell them where they can find more about you, mate? Yeah, so um, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Uh, so it's crypto blood underscore, all one word, underscore at the end. And uh, YouTube, I do daily videos. Uh, I call them my two Satoshis. Um, so I just, you know, review news in the crypto space. And uh, you can find me there on crypto at crypto blood as well. 
And then my website is cryptoblood.io. Excellent. Cryptoblood.io. If you forget all the rest, go there. I'm sure all the socials are there, right? Yep. They're all there. And also have a uh, algo service. Uh, again, I have a tech background, a technical background. So we've uh, built some uh, proprietary algorithms that I have for sale as well. So for BitMEX. So you can check all that out there. Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, mate. As always, good talking with you. Look forward to having you on the show again down the track. We'll see where we get to. If we hold 3,000, break 3,000, or if we even, in fact, even make it that far. Hopefully, we see some positivity coming through the markets this year. But as always, people need to be equipped. Hodling, time to grow up. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, that's that's right. No hodling. No hodling, people. Stop being lazy. <laughs> Stop being lazy and listen to these two guys talking to you right now. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show. Thank Appreciate you, your time. And to all the viewers and listeners, bye for now. Peace. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.